Blog Talk Radio. WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops, articles, interviews, newsletters, courses, contacts, research, history, archives, websites, films, audio and video recordings, and recognition. Visit us at WIJSF.com. You're listening to blogtalkradio.com slash musicwoman with your host, Diva JC. Good afternoon. This is Diva JC. And we got a little late start today, but we are here. So, it's sunny in Atlanta. That's my report. But the temperature did drop. So, it got a little chilly. We're here to warm it up with bassist Lori Towers from New York (laughs) City. Hi, Lori. Hey, how are you? What's the temperature there? I'm going to talk about 34, really? No, no, 54, 54. Oh, that's nothing. We're we're 37 here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even complain. (laughs) Okay. So, It is what it is. How is it in New York? Musically, how is it in New York? New York is always hot, and I don't want to sound like a New York snob, but it always is happening here. Clubs are opening again. Um, The New York hotspots are back. So I I, I always want to say there's wonderful venues all over the country, but it really, it always happens here. It always begins and ends here. So that's that's always my vote. So you are a native New Yorker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Born in Queens, raised in Brooklyn, here all my life. And honestly, as I see people age and go elsewhere, I always say, and my husband is always in agreement with me, this is the only place for us. We're we're never going to go. You know, we're outpriced at a lot of places, but this is it. This is really, you know, the epic center of every culture, arts, music. It's just here. So I'm never going to leave. And you thrive off of that energy. Is that oh, it's, true? You know what? Yeah. I, you know, You know, we like the nightlife. My husband is a jazz reviewer. He works for, um, he does reviews for the New York Jazz Record. And we go to these different venues, uh, you know, the, the Birdland, uh, the Vanguard. We go to the best spots. And you realize as you're sitting there, there's really no other place to have this. And I'm not dismissing any other, you know, state or country that has a hot music nightlife. But I just can't imagine anything better than this. Prove me wrong and, and fly me there. That's what I say. <laughs> okay. So listen, Lori, tell me, how did mm. you first come music as a child? You know, 
Great question. I don't think I came to music. Music came to me. Um, it was always uh, in the background when I was growing up. I grew up in the 60s. I was born in 1962. My mother always had a, a radio on, and back then we had that tinny AM sound, but we always had it on in the background. So I always had an appreciation for music. And again, as as I grew older and technology advanced, you got to hear the different the different channels, the different textures of music. And I think that's why we always had Motown in my house. We always had jazz in my house. So I, I had an affinity for bass and I never realized it until I heard it clearly. And that was probably in my teens. So it was always there. So it wasn't really any type of a choice. It was a choice that was made for me. Okay. And so did you study music theory? I, I always say, and this is a, a great cocktail story, and I always embarrass my brother when I say this, I got into playing the bass for Spice because my brother, who is a, a wonderful bass player, had different basses coming in and out of the house when we were growing up. He had a Hofner, he had a Rickenbach, he had all these wonderful basses. And I was playing rhythm guitar at the time, and he wouldn't let me near his basses. And that's just the way brothers and sisters do it at that time. He was probably about 16, I was 14, and he would lock up his basses. And he would tell me, you can play the bass until you learn how to read music. And if I started learning, he would say, well, you can't, have the, you can't listen to the bass because you can't play the bass because it's all about rhythm. So he came out with this laundry list of reasons that he didn't want to unlock the bass for me. So I went out, I bought my own, and I fell in love with it. And it was despite in the beginning, but then I realized, yeah, there's something to this. Being, you know, the central part of, of the rhythm section is just sexy. It just has so much potential and so much reach. So that's where I got started. And I started, um, if you will, as a self-taught, Carol Kay, Mel Bay, old and just, listening to Charles Mingus, listening to James Jameson, listening to all these, Scott LaFaro, listening to all these wonderful, wonderful players, Ron Carter, who just laid a tapestry of everything I do now. Okay. So listen, we're going to listen to you on bass. And oh, how nice. Thank you. Blue. It's called Blue. Oh, Nice. Talk about talk about blues. Tell me. Mm. Well, you know what the thing is. I think this was from uh, the, the 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 Red Microphones first CD, and this was something that I love. That the and this is when when you become. I'm 60 years old and I'm playing since I'm 20, and this is where you you learn that the less you play, the more you play, and it's not about what note you're playing, it's, it's, it's playing for purpose. And if you don't have anything to say that will help the texture of, of whatever music you're playing, don't play it. Lay back, listen, and just, just feel what everybody else is saying. And it's, it's all about, it's really all about corresponding and conversation with the other musicians. So I like this piece. Okay, here we go. Thank you. 
composition um anything on the cds that we do and you just heard um on brass on tenor and alto sax you heard ross moshe burnett you heard rocco john akivon and you heard the spoken word of my husband who, who wrote everything uh john piatara who's a classically trained percussionist but also on the cd i know you know my my very dear friend uh gwen laster and there was Claire Daly on uh, Barry Sachs, and you had Dave Ross on on um, on guitar. And the best part of all of this is there were no charts. We just went in and wrote our own stuff as we went along. It was all improv, and and that's what I love doing because you rely on each other. You know where you're going. You have to really listen to each other so you're musically on your haunches. And I, that's what I love. So anything that you're hearing is my composition. Any bass line, I wrote. Um, there's never a bass line that was written for me. Okay. So do, do as a group or individually, do you have a publishing company? We, we're put out by, we're on ESP Discs. So they they take care of all the CDs that go out. Um, publishing companies, we just do our own stuff. Um, everything's copywritten by ourselves. And I would imagine um, ESP Disc does that as well. They they cover us. But, yeah, I mean, everything that we do is, is I would imagine, a copyright as, as soon as it hits it hits um hits the air. So yeah. Okay. So it I, you know, I ask these questions of everybody because Oh, that's perfect. I am more focused on the business and mm-hmm. you know, how how musicians, yeah. particularly women musicians, do yeah. business, you know. That is a big part yeah. of it. I mean, 
marketing, it seems that many of us have a handle mm-hmm. <clears throat> on how to market ourselves. But yeah. as yeah. far as copyrights and publishing mm-hmm. rights, you know, mm-hmm. like I belong yeah. to ASCAP. Do you belong okay. to ASCAP or be it mine? I don't yeah, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is what's interesting. Um, I'm a member of 802, and what we're doing now at 802 is we're trying to bring more women into the the union. We're celebrating. In fact, this this Monday we're going to have um, because it's Women's History Month and Happy Women's History Month to you. We're having we have a jazz night every second Tuesday, and we're having the Birth of Hope trio and Kim Clark is going to be there and Luciana Padmore is going to be there and these are all members of 802 and we're trying to bring more women into the union and and because think about the union years ago was mostly men uh, mostly white men so now what we're trying to do is bring women in women of every culture pigmentation and trans and this is what the union is trying to do so that female musicians, any musician, can actually make a living, have benefits, have medical, have things that, that if you're going to do this, if you're 20 years old and thinking about doing this for the rest of your life, it's wonderful to have benefits. And I just turned 60. And it's it's a nice thing to have when when my my elders were saying, well, you have to have benefits, you're going to retire, blah, blah, blah. And you never think that when you're 20. But you know what? 60 comes really quick. And this <laughs> is what I'm seeing now, it, doesn't it? And this is what I'm seeing now. So if we could afford, especially women, and that's my what I spearhead, women being able to have a voice and a choice and money in the bank. And this is what we should do for female musicians. Because it's really a shame. Well, <clears throat> the union has been there all along mm-hmm. for any professional musician to become a, a member of. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what, are, what, are the, what are the dues now? What are the annual dues? The dues now, I think, are that you could you could always go to the website. I can't be quoted, but I think it's it's every three months it's fifty five dollars. So uh-huh. again, you know, listen, if you're not working, if you're not making that money, and you're thinking thinking it might be too much, you know, there's always somebody that's available to able to to talk to you. And maybe there's something, there's, there, there's some sort of softening of that. I mean, I know we had people at the end of last month um, in, in December coming in at paying the dues of $22. You know, it was a special. So there's always a way to work it in. The union is there to be flexible and help. Mm-hmm. And so do you have to be a resident of the state of New York? That's a good question. I think so, but don't quote me on that. I mean, again, I'm a member. I'm not a representative. If you want to go to AO2 website or call somebody, I'm, there's always at least three people available to answer your calls. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just a nice thing that the union is starting to celebrate other cultures, you know, and, and uh, other in, infusion of music. 
And I think that that's what always should be. So we're jump-starting that. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the different uh, musicians' unions, like in North Carolina, it's 500. Mm. Mm. Uh, really? But Okay. Yeah, it's 500 in yeah. Raleigh. In <clears throat> Raleigh, really? North Carolina, right. So, mm. in other words, you would advise a young person coming into the music industry to join the musicians' union. You know something? There's always there's always two sides to everything. There's so many so many people that anti-union in general. It has nothing to do with musicians' union. There's so many people that are just anti-union. But the truth is, um, if you get into trouble and you're in the union, they have their lawyers that you pay for with your dues represent you. So there's always a reason to join a union. Um, and if I'm thinking, you are someone who is on Broadway, who is not, who is just, or just doing club dates, and this is what, what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. It just makes sense to have a union behind you and a union that takes out taxes and puts it towards your, 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 your retirement. And like right. I said, it happens very quickly. So, you know, <laughs> think well, about when we were Laurie, in our 20s. Did we put, Laurie, go ahead, 20, go ahead. 2020 vision is quick. Mm-hmm. But in reality, <laughs> yeah. from 20 to, to 60, that's, oh, I know. that's a long haul, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it's an opportunity, it's a space of time that if young exactly. women listen to what mm-hmm. you are saying, yeah. they would get Especially. a head start. They yes. would have a head start. And show up for meetings. And that's the whole thing. I've gone to several meetings, and I'm always at the jazz nights. And women have to show up because the thing is, it's not going to happen without us. I mean, think about this. We got the right to vote by showing up. We did what we had to do by showing up. So, again, we, 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 we always cover our mouths and we're afraid to speak, and that's got to stop. Go in, pay your dues. Speak up, get on the stage, jam. That's what it's about. Don't be afraid of stuff because the truth is we didn't get where we are now. And believe me, we have plenty to go by raising our hand and asking permission. Get in there. Fight it. That's what we have to do. Right. But the thing about it is is every musician is not a performer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, some musicians are closet performers, but genius yeah. at songwriting mm-hmm. or you know, or right. playing their instrument. So, and and out of you know the whatever seven, you know, hundred million musicians there is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the array and the a, um, difference between one yeah. genre and the next one mm-hmm. discipline, yeah. the next one instrument in the next, you know. And so, yeah. but listen, exactly. you also host a radio show. Is that true? Yes. 
Of course, so, I, I co-host too, yes. Jazz Just After Dark on Makeup Park Radio and WFMU's Beneath the Underground, yes. What is WFMU? W, WFMU is probably the biggest um, East Coast radio station, and it has a lot of alternative music, and it is just wonderful. And the, the show that I co-host with my husband, John Pietaro, is a very eclectic form of downtown music. So in other words, it's punk. It's, it's a lot of different things that become part of our, our format every, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight. That's our, that's our, that's our drive time. <laughs> okay. W-S-M-U. M-U, yes. Yeah. And, it's, and once that, a month. Okay. Go ahead, Jim. Is that at a university? No, it's a it's it's a it's a WFMU is 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 a big thing on the East Coast. It's a it's a station. Okay. It's an actual radio station. And what we do once a month is I have a show called Eccentric Behavior, and it's XX centric, and we profile all female musicians. For that night, it's the last Wednesday of every month. It's all women. That's it. Whether it's, and it doesn't have to be New York-based. We have Bessie Smith. We have this. We have Sarah Vaughan. It's all female music. And that's from 10 to 12, two hours. And I always say, if the boys don't want to listen, go find something else to do. But that's what we do at the end of every month. So are you aware that the organization that you just joined, Women in Jazz South Florida, has eight CDs of women's music. And you're going to send it to me, right? Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to send it to my daughter. Yeah. But I, I, we have a box set of six. But what I can Perfect. do is I mm-hmm. can send you some of the songs. How long is your show on that Two hours. Last? Two okay. hours, yes. Send so it. I could send yes. you an hour of music, at least. Yeah. Love it, love it. And we could dice yeah. it up, absolutely. So we'll, we'll get this. Meanwhile, I'm going to play yes. the dog seller at the dog mm. Okay. That's so great. We'll Thank you. Back. We're with Lori Towers. She's the bassist in New York And... What is the name of this? The red microphone. This is from the red the- microphone. Okay. This is the latest CD. This is the latest CD that we did, and this is at the cellar dog. Okay. Dog, not door. At the cellar dog. dog. No, at D-O-C. the cellar dog. Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
I think that was one that was one take, and that's the beauty of working with amazing musicians. It was one take. It was just we knew what we had to do. We had hand cues, and that was it, and we did it. And we just watched each other and watched for the last bit of prose and watched John as he was ending, and he gave us hand cues, and it was done, and it was done. And that was the beauty of it. And the Cellar Dog is a place in the lower, the, the, actually the lower west side, where it's just this really, really cool little, I don't want to say dive in the, the, the poor sense, but it has these great jazz artists there. At the same time, you have all these millennials coming in and playing pool. So it's just this wonderful place. And he wrote this 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 piece based on a review that we were doing there. And it just worked out, and it's just like magic happens where magic happens, you know? <laughs> and usually it's in a club. Yeah, My yeah, yeah. Memories. Our, our clubs in New York City, because I was born in yeah. Queens, too, you know. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So now, what else? Okay, so you're performing how often during the week? You know, I, I perform, my, my, my main thing is I'm a publicist. So I spin a lot of shows, I produce a lot of shows, but... I try to perform, I, I, I'll say I try not to perform. We don't want to do it too much, but I've been performing lately at least three times a month. Again, it's, oh. it's non-paying gig. You just do it because you love it. But, you know, and, and that's really it. And let me ask you this. Do you, as somebody who's relocated from New York, if you don't mind me asking, do you miss it here? No. Really? No. I, I performed on five continents. In over mm-hmm. country, so no, mm-hmm. I don't. I would never have done wow. what I did if I had not left New York. But I left New York in seventy. Yeah, wow. I mean, oh, even wow. Betty Carter told mm-hmm. me in Fort Lauderdale. She said, "Joan, mm-hmm. if you want to make it, you got to go to New York." And I said, Betty, I mm-hmm. am New York, you know. Mm-hmm. But I began mm-hmm. from the age of 27 to 67, pretty mm-hmm. much nonstop, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I got it all in. I got it all out. And now yeah. I run a nonprofit that promotes women okay. who do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. my purpose now. You know, because yeah. you keep saying you just turned 60, 60 but I just 60. turned 75. Bless you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's a difference. I, it's a 15-year difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, my daughter, is, my son will be 60 next year. Oh, so was, wow. Yeah. I was young. I'm a young mother, young grandmother. Yeah, yeah. But my yeah. passion is women musicians. That is mm-hmm. that is what you and I have in common. Yes. You know Absolutely. we believe in promoting women musicians mm-hmm. now. You know, we have exactly. women music woman magazine. Mm-hmm. And I would like to, 
you know, invite you as a member to think about how you could be involved in the magazine as a publicist. You know, and how any, you, and we yeah. did, and we discussed this any way I could. I'm a clever thing. Any way I could, you just let me know. Well, what we need more than anything else is corporate advertisement. That mm-hmm. if that one piece of the puzzle will push us yeah. to of course. where, and we're an annual publication. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we're not a monthly publication. We could be biannual or quarterly, but right now, you know, it's a niche market Yeah. because yeah. people don't yeah. believe that women musicians is a cause. Yeah, that's the problem. They don't believe that. You Now, you have... She's raising the bar. What is that? Yep. That's been my my other radio show that I've had for 10 years where I have women. I like to put it like this. Women who are on the fray, women, old Hollywood women who are outsourced because they, you know, off the shelf life because they reached 40. So I have a lot of women that come on the show that had a specific space in Hollywood, in music, in anything, and they just stopped. So every woman has a story. And I, what I do now, especially in my, in my publicity, is I get behind women who are in their 70s, in their 60s, and Hollywood said, you know what? You're not, you, you don't, there's no parts for you. Uh, voiceovers are not for you. I get behind them and I try to get them in different things that would bring them a little bit more of an elevation of profile. And that's what I do. Because it, I, I, I'm friends with Mamie Van Doren, who I did a, a, a wonderful, wonderful um, interview with two years ago. Now, she's 92. She was this blonde bombshell in Hollywood, and she, she, I'm sure she's not smarting for money, but I'm sure that there were roles that she didn't get past 40 that she should have gotten. And think about all the women that had to stop at the age 40 or had to stop because they weren't white or had to stop because they weren't something. This is yeah. what I try to push against and platform these women and get them to where, you know what, even if they don't get a, a spot on Broadway, I want to get them elevation. I want to get them notoriety because if Sean Connery could live out his life and still be on screen till he was 79, women can too. And that goes for female musicians. Most of them don't even get that far. But you know what, we, got, we have to get behind each other because... We're, you know, think about this. If we're half of the demographic and we're not pushing each other, yes. that's our fault. Shame on us. Shame that's on us. Right. You're so absolutely, this is what I've been saying for 16 years. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is exactly what you're saying now. It yep. is up to us. You cannot yep. blame men. And see, I nope. discovered... 
I, I delineated in my dissertation six keys for success for women mm-hmm. musicians, and they are branding, mm-hmm. marketing, mm-hmm. teamwork, networking, mm-hmm. exactly. negotiation, exactly. and yeah. accounting. Now, the teamwork part is where the organization comes into play because Mm -hmm. there are several members who have become more or less like, you know how a tree has branches Mm -hmm. in the ground, you know, -hmm. know, trees that have roots, their roots, Mm -hmm. they Man. So if I talk yeah. about Gail Johnson in California mm-hmm. or Pamela Hart in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas, or Kim right. Clark in New York, yes. you know, yep. or Yvette Norwood Tiger in West Palm uh-huh. Beach, you know, she started her own jazz festival because she kept getting turned down. So she mm-hmm. just exactly. And started exactly. her own jazz, jazz festival, yeah. the Palm Beach International Jazz Festival. And I say, go, girl, mm-hmm. go. Go, girl, go. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So, listen, I have another song I want to play of yours. It's short, and it's Bleeding in Black Leather. Go right ahead. Okay. And efficacy of an investigational drug oh, for adults with probable dementia wait. and aggression agitation. We don't want to hear the. the <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So, yes. So, are you slated to play anywhere soon? I'm trying to think. I have a gig at the Bowery Electric where we're, we're supporting this great poet. Uh, George Wallace. So we're going to be, I'm going to be just backing, you know, whatever words he does. So that's really it. So it's going to be on the fly. So, and then after that, I don't really know what we're doing. I think we might be scheduled for a couple of things, but but that's fine. Is that the comedian George Wallace? No, that's a poet, George Wallace, and not the <laughs> and not the politician, George Wallace. Right. Okay. <laughs> All oh, right. Sweet Jesus. He is a bleeding in black leather. Here we go. <laughs> Jack left. 
was a weapon. Art was a weapon. The masses anew. The cafe society bristled in blue. Strange fruit from over Sheridan Square. And death. Workers shouted for freedom from want, freedom from fear. Freedom from want, freedom from fear. And Woody and Pete sang a song for John Doe. Okay. Aha. Nice. Nice. Where was this recorded? This is recorded in um, Giraffe Sound, Super Giraffe Sound in Williamsburg. It's 17 for us. So we did oh. that, um, I, I believe it was May 22nd of last year. Mm-hmm. May 21st of last year, yeah. And you know what, speaking of, because I know we don't have much time, and I wanted you to, to play this this um, this cut that I had of The Spirit of Billy Bang, it was me and Amina Baraka, and I, I don't think you got the, the – you couldn't have uploaded it. But Amina Baraka, for anybody who doesn't know, was the wit- is the widow of Amiri Baraka, and she is an amazing poet in her own right. And you're talking about somebody who walked in the shadow of, of a husband. She is brilliant, um, friends with Abby Lincoln, friends with, Jane, friends with Jane Cortez, and she and I had this duet um, – and it was important for her to do it with me, and it was just life-changing for me to do it with her. And this is a woman who walked along with her husband, unfortunately, but as an artist, walked behind him, and someone who never got the recognition, of course, that he, and he, again, poet laureate, brilliant man, but she still was always in the shadow. And this is how women always have to acquiesce to the talents of their husbands. And I was so glad to do this duet with her because she was at her height. This was just three years ago. And she would, she brought everything to it. And it was just her and I, two takes, pure magic. And what is the name of it? The Spirit of Billy Bang. And okay. it's probably you know one what? of my... my one of my best pieces of work because it was just her and I roar. I knew the lyrics. We trusted each other. And, and that's really what, what music and art is about looking at each other, trusting and just letting it go. And so where can people go to hear that? Lori? They could actually just go on YouTube, the, the spirit of Billy bang, uh, oh, the red okay. microphone. And it's, it's Amina Baraka. Yeah. Okay, I'll get that link, and I'll put it in the show description. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I look forward to talking to you about both of your shows, because I'm an old broad who said that's enough. I had enough. (laughs) Thank you. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So we'll talk, okay? Keep doing Always. what you do. Keep doing what you and do. you too, darling. Thank you so much for having me. All right, my dear. Bye-bye, love. Bye-bye. 
WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz, South Florida, Inc. is a nonprofit.